Hello and herzlich willkommen zum Auf die Fresse, the WXW Review Podcast in English. I'm Ian Hamilton, he's Mike Kilby. How's things? All good. I think we're both, we're both, um, typically we, we did, we, we, we dropped our pod and then we both got COVID. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, speaking for yourself, I had a very close call. Oh, oh. Never, never got the two lines, but it shows how it felt like it. Jen, she had the two lines for a week. Um, luckily, it disappeared just in time for Easter. But yeah, yeah, most done yeah, I, I, I had to, I had to spend, spend my birthday by myself, basically, which is kind of probably what I would do anyway, really. But. Um... Yeah, no, I'm doing good now. I think you appreciate how healthy feels <laughs> when you've got this, so, when you've had that. So, uh, yeah, but no, all good, all good. I mean, it's just weird, I mean, it's going to go off on a tangent, miss, but it's weird how both of us went to Germany for best part of the week. Absolutely nothing. We spent an afternoon in Portland Street and, yeah, everything's yeah, it's, 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 it's Andy Q's fault. Basically. Well, a lot of people will throw a lot of stuff down to Q, but um, I don't think like entirely, yeah. well, people who are watching for VODs probably throw a lot of stuff his way, but we'll see where that goes. But um, yeah, since we last uh, joined you guys a few weeks back, we've been uh, to Wheel of Wrestling shows, a fair amount of news coming out of those, um, some news on WXW guys heading over to England as well, so may as well get going for the no news stories and we don't have any you know, fancy production or bongs or anything like that so we'll touch on the first bit of the spoiler from the Frankfurt show and WXW has a new sporting director um, we'll go deep into that on the review of the Frankfurt show but it's a former shotgun champion Norman Harris not a name I've respected uh, yeah and uh, <laughs> I did slag off Harris at the last, on the last one I did mention that um, yeah, he was. Yeah, neither of us really mentioned him. Uh, but then, actually, I think as soon as he came out, you're like, "Oh, actually, Joe, you know what? That makes a bit of sense, really." Um, I think. Uh, well, there's obviously things going on with it, um, as there always is. I think the sporting director isn't a kind of a isn't really a, a passive role on the promotion. It's 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 an active part of the of the sort of the way the the narrative is structured in WXW, but. Yeah, um, it's. A, I think it's a very good, a very good choice. Um, I think he does seem to do sort of character work quite well, even if he does kind of play it a little bit wooden on occasion. Um, but I think, uh, especially if we do, if we um, say, say going a little ahead, um, the whole um, uh, crooked, uh, potentially crooked behaviour going on, uh, I think it's going to be quite interesting. Especially, I always think. Whenever you set something up like this, the, the way you get out of it is the interesting way, is the interesting yeah. thing. So what happens after he gets his comeuppance is the interesting thing. Well, we can touch on that. He's had an awful lot of good luck, you know, everything came up Millhouse. But, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Norman's been on the roster, what, November 2018 he made his debut? Uh, Main but, roster, yeah, yeah. yeah. Had a look, look on his cage match. He's been in Canada with uh, the Canadian Wrestling's Elite. So he's had matches with, like, Psychosis, Jimmy Jacobs, Kill across uh, RH's Vincent, you know, usual you know, blend of guys you'd expect from like Norman House to have a match on his first uh, you know, international tours, and that's why he's got much international superstar name, which yeah, that intro's getting a bit long already and you know help help us all if he gets the shotgun title back. Yeah, um as I say he he's been to, he's been out to Canada a couple of times, hasn't he? 
because I think yeah. it was basically an agreement. He was one of, if I say he was the first person to go on excursion, I think it was officially framed as an excursion from the academy, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, again, well, now no, that's kind of you no, know, put the mockers on it, but you no, know, again, you know, it's been you know, uh, CWE. They tend to do all kind of. It's not just like. Um, Again, my knowledge of Canadian Indians. It's, it's yeah, not it's, one not province, one it's, 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 it's not for one state. It's not for one town. They do all over. Um, yes. Thinks it uh, Danny Duggan, not that one who runs it. So, okay. yeah, he gets a lot of international names and, like, you know, see, uh, I think Hooventude Grow has done a bunch of shows. Uh, you know, tend to get names almost, I dare say, almost like if you imagine the old South Side, but not two of the entire it's country. Kind of the South Side, yeah. Yeah, that kind <laughs> of thing. Ironically, North Side, but. Um, yeah, Norman's first big break to XW came, ironically, as a substitute for Eddie Kingston in the last World Tag Team Festival. There's a thread there. God, I back... forgot Eddie Kingston was meant to be in that. Yeah, the last few um, <laughs> festival weekends I've been out to, there's always been people pulling out Iris and the Bounty. Oh, yeah, that, that, was, that was the or... cursed tournament, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I think with some like, he, again, no, I can't remember the exact, but there's a family incident with Eddie and because he he pulled yeah. out it was it was one of those things was so late in the day it wasn't um oh let's get this flying you know even now you know with music was the case of they went you know, they said it was 30 names they were looking at and then they you know settled with Marius alani um with this they decided well we'll just look inside uh you know they did the whole thing with david Starr picking norman harris as the replacement uh yeah. they upset the crown on night one uh pinning alexander james then Night two, uh, Norman accidentally uh, hit uh, Star, and then all that stuff led to night three, where Bobby the Bastards was born. Yeah, um, and uh, so the Bobby the Bastards, which was the unofficial name coined by me, um, <laughs> but I don't, I don't actually know if it ever did really have a um, faction, didn't it? But I never actually ever. Sorry, I don't know if it ever actually did have a proper name, but. No, um, it's just Bobby and his ragtag bunch of mates. I mean, there's never, there's never like a branded only friends T-shirts or anything like that. Like we're getting these days. Yeah, um, although I reckon you probably could have done a good, good line of uh, closing with them with that group. But uh, yeah, obviously they they sort of stuck around for they was around for a long while, really, weren't they? Um, yeah, up went until through, at least to the end, sort of towards the end of 2020. Yeah, I mean, went through the empty set stuff. Um, because remember, the shock in 2020 was largely based around all of them, even with Oliver Carter. He was first live, then he was on, uh, was a true FaceTime before you know, he you know, faded into the distance, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was during the empty set stuff, it was that big feud with, well, say big feud, the ongoing stuff with Absolute Andy. You know, Norman wanted the big match. Yeah. He didn't want uh, Vincent Heisenberg and Pam to get Heisenberg. And then that culminated in the you know, Great Academy Brawl with. Um, had that Robert Dreisker throw a fidget in which not a sense I thought I'd ever be saying. That was a that was a great um that was a I think that was one of the best um, sort of because I think everyone went a bit cinematic um during the COVID era. Um and um I thought that was I thought that uh, Academy Brawl was a really good fun. Um one of the better ones anyway. Um I can't think of many <laughs> I can't think of any that were better actually, but I didn't watch all of them. Yeah, there's a few that definitely went a little bit too, hey, we can pre-produce this, let's have all the smoke and mirrors. And I was just, yeah, no, no, they filmed like it was one big take. I mean, okay, you yeah. know, you had, but, um, you know, you had, you know, Harris phone, the, uh, 
setting up the fire extinguisher, you know, outside the toilets in the academy. It was, it was a great um, time capsule piece for folks who haven't been to the academy. You know, if you've just seen the one fixed camera, you know, you see the view most yeah. of the sketch when we went in the circles. Yeah, it did get did let you sort of have a look around uh, sort of the whole thing. The the the, other, the spot I remember from it was um, the uh, <laughs> Dreisker being caught in the um, the garage door and <laughs> him able to lift the whole, whole garage door up, um, which I remember that. But that was um, I remember looking a little bit suspect, but <laughs> I do remember. Well. That. Ron Pilbaum Curtin, I mean, obviously that match did scar Norman. Uh, it was that segment was at one of the anniversary shows. Uh, you know, yeah. gone to the academy, opened the door, dry scrancid, and looked like he shit himself. That's, you know, can't uh, you know, prove it and high anything there. Um, end of 2020, Norman won the uh, shock title. He upset Metahan on his way out of the company. Um, and then that led to the shock and title lottery which we still have now the whole random opponent with massive air quotes if you can see on webcam um <laughs> 15 minute time limits and all that uh norman lose to prince of who in june of last year um you got really paranoid during the title reign i think the whole thing with you who stuff was who was trying to tell him he'd been drawn norman just didn't pick this phone he ended up losing in what's what 20 odd seconds something like that i remember right uh yes it was it wasn't well at all really squashy so was, yeah <laughs> well it was more of a flash it was a flash finish wasn't it, it wasn't yeah. really the squash uh so yeah had a one day reign uh just before christmas beat michael knight and lost absolute landy uh didn't didn't make the carrot this year he had that whole weekend tag with uh, sebastian suave and then first show after carrot he's the new sporting director and we can touch on what happened those few shows but um, yeah, he's uh, definitely using his influence uh, wisely or unwisely. But he's definitely put himself up around a bit. Yeah, he's definitely um, he's definitely uh, uh, well. He, he's been able to uh, been able to uh, wangle his way into a few opportunistically uh, positive <laughs> outcomes already. Um, but um, I say, I th- do we do we want to go on to Frankfurt first before we? Uh, yeah, we can do. We can uh, wrap up the little bits to bits. So, so yeah, uh, go to Real of Wrestling 29. That's the show in Frankfurt at the, think it's the 2nd of April. Uh, sold out crowd yeah. 480 called to XW. Um, and yeah, I mean, this particular lineup, you know, we had looked for card from when we previewed it. You know, it looks like it's a very solid show with the hot, you know, uh, Frankfurt crowd. I think it's their first time there in two years. And yeah, I mean, we want to go top to bottom. Uh, Rotten Flots uh, beat Dennis Dolnick and Hector. That was one where, obviously, over Carrot Weekend, Rotten Flots and Hector and uh, Dolnick have that thing in the tag gauntlet. Um, I, think, so I think the important thing with that this match is it was the first uh, point where Hector seemed to warm to Dennis. Um, yeah. So, obviously, at the end of the match, um, Nikita Charisma, well, Nikita and Charisma and um, Schengenberg, they uh, didn't they tie they tied Dolnig to the ropes using his shoelaces? Is that right? Um, I think that was a finish. I no, think that was a finish. It was Hector um, being tied in the corner and it was Dolnig who took a fall yet, but yeah, oh, um, sorry, vice versa, whatever it was. Well, Dennis um, thinks he's Hector sometimes, uh, yeah, so do I. Um, and obviously, Dennis was um, completely like distraught about you know, he's let 
let everybody down and then Hector's like, come on, bro, let's, you know, it's not your fault. Um, and it was kind of a nice, really sort of feel-good thing. And I, I think uh, you like, uh, I've always liked tag teams, which are just two good lads. Yeah. Uh, and I think <laughs> this is an excellent, um, this is an ex- excellent entry entry into the, uh, into the two good lads tag team uh, column. And of course, Rotten Flotch and their whole thing is, oh, we're being cheated, everyone's out to screw us, and then they just cheat and screw everyone to win, which I always like tag teams that are very hypocritical, especially if they're designed to be booed. Yeah. You, know, you see the whole, oh, no, but, no, someone's held outside while having someone you know, lose because they were literally tied to the turnbuckles. You don't say that all the time, so it's it's a new wrinkle as opposed to the usual, ah, we handcuffed you, we gaffer taped you to the ropes, that kind of thing. But yeah, um, yeah. so this feud, I guess, will continue. Uh, Vincent Heisenberg against Igor Blanc, so was meant to have been center against Igor Blanc. Um, that got rescheduled for the Pappenberg show a week later. Uh, I uh, center, I think, had neck injury and had his car broken into. Um, yeah, it's yeah. I don't know if, if he's walked under any ladders, but yeah, not a good. That wasn't a good week for him. It, but you know, he's working. He's wrestling again now. We're talking about the Pappenberg show, but this uh, a lot of this you know was the you know David and Goliath stuff. Um, but yeah, in the end, the Heisenberg power slam of doom was enough to get the win from. Yeah, it was fairly uh, meat and potatoes sort of stuff. Really, it wasn't anything. Um... It wasn't anything uh, uh, life-changing, really, as a match. But, um, yeah, it was all right. Uh, WXW Academy Cups made its way into the main roster shows. Uh, Jacob Crane uh, losing to Oscar and Freemans, but that was kind of a background stuff. The big thing here was uh, Robert Dreisker, we mentioned last episode, was suspended for attacking and, I guess, re-retiring Francis Caspin. Uh, he bought a ticket. Lucky for him, he got them just before they sold out. He stared down Oscar during the entranceway, threw his cup of water on him, and then got carted out the uh, batch cap, which, hey, we saw someone get thrown out of a turbine hall for not wearing his mask. So what the hell did he expect? I didn't see that, but... <laughs> yeah, we got um... the uh, Saturday show. Um, like, apparently the guy was, you know, obviously back then you had to wear a mask unless you were eating or drinking. Apparently the guy was just taking a piss, you know, keeping uh, the mask enough. down, sipping, you know, nursing his pint. It was literally all he saw was, I don't know if it been made tape, but I definitely saw it. A uh, big uh, security guard came out, tapped him on the shoulder, walked out the back, never enough, to be seen yeah. again, which... Fair enough. Uh, yeah, well, obviously, yeah, like you say, the, the whole thing was built around the angle of um, uh, Dreisker on the... Um, Dreisker, obviously, in the crowd for the, for the, um, first, for the first two or three matches. Uh, wasn't really mentioned... I think uh, before the it wasn't really like it was never like alluded to unless you're sort of specifically looking for it. Um, yeah, I think uh, Schenkenberg once they got in, but like you know, gave him a uh, passing uh, glance, but there wasn't any. Oh look, it's Robert Dreisker. Robert Dreisker's in the crowd. You no, know, that yeah. kind of softly hammer stuff. So it wasn't. No, and it also wasn't. Hey, there's an empty seat. I wonder who. So he was there. He was watching. It wasn't the hey he turned up late and you know, a big you know, show and tell like you get in some of the places. I think it would have actually. Uh, I mean, I, I do actually think it would have been better if they had drawn attention to it. But I don't know. Maybe I suppose you don't because you 
copycats. I don't know. I suppose it becomes Chekhov's gun, doesn't it? You, so if, you, <laughs> if, if you show Dreisker in the crowd, he has to do something. Um, yeah. I suppose there's that, isn't there? But, uh, yeah, Oscar got the win pretty quick. I mean, a lot of the match, he was obviously distracted. You no, know, Jacob Crane got way more than I expected. But again, you know, you don't expect to, uh, you know, not have you no know, have someone chuck a drink at you on your way out. Yeah. And so yeah, I mean, no, it wasn't bad, but again, three, four minutes, you know, it was what it was. For sure. And a bit that keeps building the uh Oscar Dreisker story, which again not uh Dreisker suspended, I think we've got the Vio show next weekend. Um so he's obviously not gonna be on match. I think he last I saw he's playing saxophone bleeding comes Dreisker. So um yeah, yeah so I was actually I was I saw some videos yeah, um, I mean, I suppose it's a good thing to if he can do that as your backup. I suppose I didn't realize he could play saxophone. I'm sure he'll be telling us he's got more talents. I mean, he's yeah, bragging's maybe not the right word, but he's definitely a uh, you know, beaten drum about how he saw Hungry Pie everybody else. Well, if you get booked there, of course, you're gonna see it before everyone else, but um, but yeah, so you know, after that, uh, Dan Marmon throughout the show, he'd been looking for the new sporting director. Um, and looked stunned. Norman Harris, dressed like he's going to do polo or something like that, turned up, walked yeah. into the office, Dan followed, and got told off. Like, who is and it? Invited. Yeah. And again, no, if I guess you know, if you if you speak German, you probably picked up Norman telling to you Z instead of do the more formal yeah. you know, way of saying you, I guess. So uh, Norman Harris, we said, is the new sporting director. Um, apologize for what happened with Dreisk and then through to the tag title match, which uh, do over from the Oberhausen Wheel of Wrestling, Bobby Guns, Michael Knight, the only friends uh, against Fast Time Moodle and Stephanie Mays. And I, I don't know if I want to say I preferred the uh, Oberhausen. I know match, what you mean, yeah. But, um, well, of course, to finish, but I mean, this was really good, but to me, again, maybe it's a life bias, but yeah. It was, I no, think good, I, there was text. an element of, I think. They kind of had to do this match. Um, I don't know whether there was an element of they had unfinished business in the match because they kind of didn't get to do the finish. Um, so I kind of, and because it was a non, non, sorry, no contest, it kind of makes sense that they do do it again. I kind of feel like they didn't really need to do this match again. Um, Maybe not so soon. As as in the promotion didn't need to really need to, didn't. I don't think there was a a two match series for this this match in the event in, in a world where Michael Knight doesn't get injured. I don't think there's a a two match series between no. Amy Friends and um, Mudo and Mace. So um, it was a, it was a match that obviously fulfilled the function of what it was doing. Um, but yeah, I completely agree. With you. I think the one at Carrot was a lot better. Um, yeah, it was. That kind of was. I think it was a little bit going through the motions, really. So from there we go to the Shotgun Lottery. Margaret, of course, but they wheeled the champion out first yeah. in Frankfurt. So you know, big hometown hero reaction. You get the big woo. Who's it going to be? Norman Harris. Who would have thought us? Just look who won the pony. Yeah. Um, it was, uh, well, it's, uh, as I said last time, uh, Harris, Harris being the surprise uh, opponent, <laughs> it's always a disappointment. Uh, and I think they're really leaning into it now. Um, it was, uh, I think the match itself was, it was all right. It wasn't, um, it was all about Maggot at home really, wasn't it? Uh, it wasn't really a, 
you know, uh, Mag, Maggot's increasingly, I think, uh, as we go into the next show, Maggot's increasingly frustrated with this. Um, with this, uh, yeah, with I mean, this charade that is going on. Um, yeah, but, I think uh, and you've yeah. got like back history. You know, they were part of the same group for a while. Yeah, you know, was that whole thing where you know, uh, with who and House was getting relentlessly bullied at times. I think you'd say. So yeah. the past is now getting the comeuppance and it's not going to be a one shot. Hey, I've done it. It's all of them. So they are pulling that bit out. But yeah, it's the whole thing of, I mean, I guess the next shot probably should pull through. Who's had the most uh, shotgun title matches? I think Dennis Dunlop's had a lot. Normally, yeah, yeah, it's going to be getting a lot more. But um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was fine. But again, it's part of a wider story. And again, that's you know, what you're getting with the Rex, you're getting the wider story. It's not just... Boom, Norm's the director. Boom, Norm gets gives himself a title shot. Boom, he wins. And and Ben what? Because unlike some other companies, but you know, they are running multiple shows a month. You, you know, you yeah. can't just run and pay, you know, pay off a story in two hours. But um so They're what... running multiple shows a month and also every show is broadcast. Um yes. within a with sorry, every show is broadcast within a reasonable amount of time, being the being the asterisk there. So they have to really they can't really just you know in the past, they might have done. Um, they might have done. Oh well, we're gonna throw a shotgun title match on it, and we'll just do Norman versus Maggot or Maggot versus Hector, for example. They can't just throw that out um, every single like small town because every single show's broadcast. Evan's got a stand on his own Whereas two in feet. The past, yeah. I think in the past when Shotgun was, um, it was just the two sort of. There was like, oh, there was a Toby Blunt match on that was just chucked on the Yeah, it's like, uh, well, that's uh, how Pretty Bastards first came around. They were, you know, when we're in Frankfurt, yeah. they were, you know, random, you know, I think we said this in the last episode, where for Jeremy Graves doing his damnedest not to say Pretty Bastards. You yeah. know, they, they were the local team, okay, where to lose. Um, pretty sure Hector and the former in past life, he's had the same kind of run. Yeah, you go for uh, shotguns of a juvenile X. There's another blast from the past to yeah you know, on the local loop, but, but yeah, I mean like Young say Lions Ed, as well. yep, of yeah. of um got Corey as well when we've hit the Berlin area as well. Yeah, it was kind of, there's a lot that just kind of appear for a couple of weeks and then just disappear, <laughs> isn't that so? So moving on, we've got the women's title match. Uh, Ava Everett defending in a freeway, Eva Kalaski and Baby Allison. And wouldn't you know it, Mike, Frankfurt, hometown, Baby Allison leaves for title. Yeah, she gets that extra extra 10 horsepower sort of on home on home ground, really, isn't she? Um, as, as I said, I think we, we, we said last time, um, Baby Allison probably the most improved <laughs> wrestler of the pandemic in general. Um, as I said previously, dreadful, but now she's literally the she's got the she's got the German wrestling um, sort of scene in her hands. Really, um, it doesn't doesn't hurt that she's with arguably the most charismatic wrestler to have come out of the country and since Ilya. Um, it doesn't doesn't hurt being sort of tagged with them, but it's um, yeah, she she really she held her own. I think you know. Um, Against, I think Eva Kalaski, I think is uh, she's. I think she's she is sort of one of the weaker. She's she's pretty weak, I think. Ava Everett, I wasn't overly enamoured with, but um, I think a lot of um, 
going back to Alison, a lot of her strengths is that she can she kind of avoids the fight really really well. <laughs> In the sense, if, if if you remember, go back to the um, you go back to the six man at um, in Oberhausen, like she was dodge she dodging stuff like dodging all these all these um, uh, sort of like attacks, and she was just doing it like a pro. That was the whole. Uh, Stay going, fresh. You, you, yeah, yeah. You I'm trying to mine something. Realise I'm not on camera. Yeah. But, um, doing the, you know, does the whole like dodging and backflip things, and it's it's uh, it's just really really cool stuff. So um, I think really at this point, unless you put it on one of the Hungarian last, uh, girls, or you get somebody over from Britain, she's really the best person to have it. Um, yeah, and I think yeah. I think what we I don't know if we touched upon this in our affair last week, but you know these card, the current batch of cards, but not that many for me, you know, Hungarian lost if you want to say. So if you're focusing on your core, you know, your German roster, probably your best bet because we have had you know the Tyra Gates, the Nikki Foxleys, yeah. you know, on, on shows. But if you know uh, Baby Allison is part of a regular roster, well, there you go. You build the division around her. You know, if if it means you bring in some like a, you know, they haven't passed the Sky Smithson for a weekend, you bring in, you know, maybe a daily eclipse or someone from France, that kind of thing. You've got yeah. you know, it's the whole. You've got your home, your home challenge, your home champion taking on all comes from around the world. That boosts the the profile as well. Yeah, and I think um, there's always there's always been a thing where WWE just kind of, well. The, the whole nature of WXW in itself being sort of a place to go because you can train and live there and you know whatever for for six months like a lot of the basically anybody who's really been good in the last last five, uh, three or four years in the independent scene kind of had a quick like uh, cup of coffee in WXW. Well, and, we are um, used to guys, not I would say yeah. for a month, but really hitting hot now. He had to stay in WXW, and that, unfortunately for him, I don't came. Around the festival time, you know, he was on a few shows, but that was back when they weren't taping everything. You know, yeah. There was a guy who, you know, really under the radar, had that stay. You know, mostly trained at the academy, and look where he is now. Yeah, for sure, exactly. So, uh, as I said, there's always an opportunity for a, you know, a, it wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me if you got. Well, for example, we're going going into, um, you know, uh, there's a. Mash, well, we can say it. Masha Slamovich is coming over, I think, in um, the summer. Um, so yeah, um, for the uh, June shows. Yeah, so for example, there's there's people like that who you know her doing her doing you know a, a month a month and working Allison for a month. It's always gonna it's gonna pay dividends, I think, for her. Yep. So after that, uh, Dan moments with uh, Tristan Archer for the main event. So originally it was a tag match, then it got turned into a freeway because Lebaniel, I think, the best piece flat out said he was isolating. Um, Tristan tried to flag down uh, Norman Harris uh, and looked like he talked himself into something. Well, sure enough, you know, Jesus match signed freeway dance, and it's now for the title. Uh, Jörn Simmons, Axel Tischer, Tristan Archer, main event, and surprised me. Title change at the end of it, and I think there was some talk for Tristan had injured his fingers or thumbs like that. Um, yeah, yeah. Very, very surprising title change. Bearing in mind, you know, they'd literally just crowned you know, Tristan Archer a few weeks earlier in Oberhausen. Yeah, it was a big shock. Um, this, um, I kind of 
query how planned it was. Um, had they noticed, you know, had this always been the, well, it couldn't have been the plan because it was a tag match, but was this something that was going to happen in you know, Papenburg? Was it going to happen in two months' time in Hamburg? It's, I don't, or was it going to happen at True Colors or something like that? So I, it seems strange that they kind of pulled the trigger the way they did. I think whenever you, it, at least in my head, the, the, the general playbook is if you have to just do a quick or sudden, sudden uh, change to the card, you just kind of play a bit safe, but they didn't. Um, and they, you know, they didn't play, but I think Yearn being champion, Yearn's in, you know, in, incredibly popular. I think he's, he's, he's sort of got himself in, in out of the, I think for a while there was a bit of a, I think an unfair reputation, um, an unfair reputation has been a bit of a lazy worker. Um, I think, um, I think that's possibly because he was working sort of people who were the darling of the intelligentsia sort of <laughs> the, the sort of the, the, the he worked a lot of people who were the sort of the spreadsheet favorites um but i think you know he's kind of he's got a more explosive style now and i think he, he i think he was definitely going to get the title at some point this year um i think arguably he's been fairly overdue for it but so I, I'm, I'm shocked it happened now, but I'm not shocked it happened, Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, just before the pandemic, and I know he did before Coward Vistio, was that video he put out, you know, saying about how, um, you know, things you know things were really focused on wrestling. He, like, Coward 2020 looked really good. Ben Evans shut down. Uh, yeah. I, think, I think we spoke, like, the empty set tape as he wasn't around. And then he came back for last year's shortcuts. Yeah, because I think... Um, he pretty much did say a, a few, well, a few months ago, it might have been last year, to be honest. Time is a myth these days, but he did say he was, he did strongly consider just quitting wrestling during the pandemic. Um, and he said, I think he said it was 50 50. I think it was, it was pretty close to, but, um, and I have to admit, I was a bit worried that was the case because he kind of came back for that very, very, very short period and then disappeared again. Um, but he kind of, he kind of came back around anniversary time, didn't he? Um, he came back for the crowds, but I don't think he really had much in the close set area, really, did he? Uh, he I don't like, think he did catch Grand Prix, did he? No, I think it was um, yeah. shock at the top. Um, let's see if, how loud my keyboard comes through this time. Um, he did shock at the top, and then there was the tapings, whereas I think it was literally squash matches. I think it was uh, Paris was one. It was like yeah, that was a great one. <laughs> I feel I remember I remember rightly the yeah. whole thing there was just you no. Know, he did the whole thing where he, was, he wasn't sure if he wanted he was one to stay. Yes, I'm looking now. He was the shortcut for top bit. Um, Mike Schwartz won. Yeah. He then had the powers stuff from the uh, shock in 2020. The tag with Marius in the Cutting Holes Outdoor Show. Yeah. Um, Hector Hector Dennis Zinner. There's a blast from the past. Then he won shortcut last year. Then. Yeah, he had the match with uh, Marius. He lost in Oberhausen, the delayed 20th anniversary show. Yeah. Then he's always been around the title picture for tag with Flavaniel. Um, yeah. So yeah, so it's, it's not been the case if he won shortcut. He won shortcut. Dissipate. He did in 2020, but since he came back in 2021, it has been full steam ahead. Yeah, for sure. And uh, as I said, I think he's he's put he's added a few more strings to his bow, and I think it's you know, say it's. 
it seems to have improved improved him greatly and i think he it i think he's more i think he's entirely justified in being there oh absolutely i mean you know, again, when I first started getting into Brixton, he was the guy who did the really, really, really long, you no know, air guitar entrance, which you know, got yeah. massively over. But at the same time, it's like, well, if you, you know, we keep doing the same loops, that is the kind of thing which, A, you probably can't do in every show. Yeah. And there needs to be more than, I mean, you know, it needs to be more than that. But um, then move on. So, following week, they made their debut in Pappenberg. And talking about you, Great maybe, venue. Both, both seen the show. I want to see a wrestling show there now. Like, yeah, it's, great venue. You know, it you know, we started you no know, early evening, you no know, bright sun outside, you have the sun going down, then with nighttime. Like that building was absolutely beautiful for wrestling. You know, the way it was shot, the way it was just all I love stayed. A, I love a venue which changes. Sorry, I, I I do love a venue that changes as the as the show goes on. Um, it's more it's than just a sealed box. To do. Yeah. Um, the whole the fact that there was natural light going through for the sort of the early bits, and then obviously it gets darker and darker. In the same way that I think, um, what was the mania that was at uh, San Francisco? Um, it's why why stadium mania, WrestleMania is a kind of I I do enjoy sort of the the juxtaposition between the early card show, the early card matches in the daylight, and then it's like pitch black for the night time sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I think last mania was that was Orlando uh, two thousand eight, and that was an outdoor one. Yeah. Start like the ladder match with blazing sunlight, and then no main events pitch black. It's like, oh yeah, really have been here that long. Yeah, exactly. So I kind of did like that about this venue in Pavenberg, and um, bit of a bugger to get to. I have no idea how I'd get there. If I, <laughs> I was actually yeah. trying to work out if I was going, where would I, how would I get there? And I think it's probably a flight to Hamburg and driving, probably. Yeah, and I mean. Yeah. It's I mean, again, you know, I don't know if we've got a return date. I hope they do because, like I said, it is a booked list venue now, just from that one show. But you know, a lot of, to... um, yeah, sorry, I, say, I think a lot of the workers really enjoyed it there. Um, I mean, it's as well, I mean, a like, lot of people who went there as well enjoyed it, a, a, like just from showing, like it wasn't standing, it was all on like benches, one better word, so it was no, it was general admission seating, that kind of thing. It was just, I, it's gonna sound weird this comparison. It's, it was like everyone's sitting around a campfire, except the campfire is a wrestling ring. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I can, I get that. And I like that was, um, I kind of felt it just looked, it was just like a, it, it was kind of a little bit like a sort of a sort of a school, schoolyard almost. <laughs> yeah. To it. Yeah. So, but, and um, quickly you run through the cards. Um, yeah. so this is one where they announced a lot of matches, but some of the bigger names were just in action. I think this is Yearn yeah. and Bobby Guns were just Yearn Simmons, Bobby Guns will be in action. It's like against each other. Is there a, a, a local wrestling scene in Pappenberg everyone's missed and they're going to be against local lads? And no, no, we'll get to that. But opening match, uh, Dennis Dolnik over Rick Salem. That was pretty, uh, Rick Salem's uh, main roster debut. He did the Showcase of a Coward Weekend, the APC stuff in 2020, I want to say, that yeah. weekend in Paris. Um, he had a busy weekend. He worked three times that weekend. He fit in really well here. Um, yeah, um, I, I know Dolnik took a hell of a beating. I you know, think the end he was hobbling. It was that photo with, I think, was it uh, Rick's fa- uh, footprint on his face after the opening match? Like, that poor sod, he took a beating for his six, seven minutes here. Yeah, poor bugger. Poor bugger. Um, Dominic always gets uh, 
always gets the short short end of the stick. But um, that yeah, guy off the shrink as well, if I remember right, for starting the end of the match. <laughs> yeah, um, but like yeah, Sal- Salem, I think uh, yeah, he's really um, he's a good fit, I think uh, for sure. And being in continental Europe, being in France, he's he's accessible. Um, he's not someone who's going to be flying. They're going to have to. They can only have him for three months, and then he just goes back to America or whatever. So yeah, I think I think Salem's a really good um, sort of grab for them. Um, we kind of mentioned him in the past, but he's kind of got a bit of a semi-magician, occultish. Well, it's a magician-y sort of gimmick, really, isn't it? Um, yep. Or a fortune teller or something like that. So that's. Um, was isn't the whole thing that he he can see the match in his crystal ball? Um, and that's uh, so he didn't have a crystal ball on this one, did he? No, he didn't, did he? So that's that's what from yeah, because I'm yeah. confused with him with uh, he had it in his. I, I tell you where I saw him with the he brought the crystal ball out on the Instagram beforehand. Yep. So um, if you watch if I watch the sort of the if you ever go on the WXW Germany Insta on the day of a show, you'll just get loads of funny promos really like two 30 second promos trying to sell tickets and um yeah salem had the crystal ball on that one. that's where i saw it yeah his gimmick is you know i can see one move ahead and like in the showcase match it kind of worked um i think with this you know he's coming in for one shot you know there's only so much you can do obviously we don't know if he's going to be brought back hopefully he is because you know variety is also spice of life with these kind of things um you know, you got a lot more against Stolenik than I would have expected for someone who was there as a warm body front better phrase. So, you know, the signs are bright for him. Yeah, I think um I think like you say, really, it's it's he's a he is a um he's an accessible hand and you know, Papenberg's not far from the Dutch or you know, it's like he's only I don't know where in France he is, but if he's in Paris, he's only a he's only a two hour train to Cologne, you know. Um He's only, you know, for a four-hour drive, so it's not really that bad. I don't know where in France he's from, admittedly, but he's he's accessible. And I say, I think you, you've got to in these early, sort of in the in in your when you're in the opener against someone like Dennis Dulnig, it's you just got to give your best best um, shot at it, really. And it, there's people who have got over with a lot less in yeah. WXW, so. Um, I think, especially, I think he was very popular. Over, he was very popular on the um, uh, the uh, showcase show. He was very popular. Moving on, had uh, Tristan Archer against Michael Knight. Uh, this one, one went a couple of minutes before Rotten Flot went, came off for DQ. Uh, this was setting up your main event. We asked what was going on with Bobby Guns and Jern Simmons. Well, here you go, play six man tag main event: Rotten Flot, Tristan Archer against. Uh, Michael Knight, Bobby Guns, and Jan Simmons. So this was, let's say, it was literally just set up the main event. Uh, next up, we had a main roster debut for Danny Frey out of the academy, uh, losing after against rotation. But yeah, for Danny I Frey, think he did do one other show before Frey. I'll I need. I know yeah. he's done the academy show, but I again double check. But I thought this no one. If I'm not sure debut, I've seen him before. One of his first debut, one of his first matches. Yeah. But again, this is one of these. How can I put this without sounding um, harsh? Like a lot, of, you know, we all see promotions who have either official academies or tie-ins with training schools, and then you see there's not really that much output. 
if if you if you get where I'm going. Like yeah. I've I've been I've been uh, criticised elsewhere. Like years back, I used to write for a Sunderland fanzine, and I made a similar uh, complaint, and I got hauled over calls as well because back then their academy wasn't churning out many players who went for first team. I mean, yeah. you had you know Jacob Crane. Or, and I'm not saying these are academy guys; but they have worked academy shows. Jacob Crane, we talked about Frankfurt. Um, obviously, Oscar. That's I would say a special case, but no, definitely not the same category as this. Uh, Danny Frey came through the academy. He's been on the academy live shows. Now he's on the main roster, and yeah, he's not a guy you expect him to come in and get pushed straight to the top. Be also more yeah, than held his own. This isn't a push. This is this has given him 20, 25 minutes in the Carabao Cup. Really, this is what it is. Well, yeah, um, against, against your coach. Um, so I think um, I think rotation gave him a lot more than I would expect him to. Yes, the finishing bit as well. I thought it's like it's very giving. Um, yeah, um, but um, yeah, it's it's as I say, it's, it's part of the academy output. At least you do sort of see where you. Not where your money's going, but you know what I mean. It's there is a bit of a there's at least an element of progression, and it's yeah, proven because you know people like Harris, Oscar, they've been proven to go forward. Yeah, it's not again. I'm I'm not going to single out any company because that's unfair. But like say you see names, and we talked about before. You know you can watch old Bristol shows. You can see clips of you know Norman Harris of the trip. No, no young fresh face Norman Harris of the Academy, you know, in the early classes. And you see him on the shows now. It's not just are oh, you on you on the photo shoots of hey look we had uh, insert name he was the guest trainer and you never see him again until the next guest trainer's in. You actually see him on the shows and yeah it might be you know five, ten minutes lost, but it's still a damn sight better than just being in photo shoots when you know trainer X comes in for a for a seminar but Move on from there, we had uh, the shotgun title, and wouldn't you know it, Mike? Norman House again. I know, shocking behaviour, really, isn't it? I um, want to see the rest of those balls. Like, you, yeah. you had, you know, the, black, the empty setter in, you had the old bingo tumbler. Like, no, was it um, Sebastian Holmichel joked, it's N. Harris, Norman H. El Harasiov. <laughs> uh, yeah, Horatio, Norman. Um, yeah, it was uh, again. It was it was Norbert. Yeah, um, it was. Um, yeah, it's obviously what they're aiming for. I think when you have it, if you have it for another, the next one's in Vea, isn't it? Um, next weekend. Yep. Yeah. So if it happens again, well, you obviously know what this 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 the uh, the stick is by this point. I think you're almost expecting it now. Um, I mean, Norman is getting closer. Like, you know, this time round, it was the you know. He ripped off a turnbuckle pad, got caught, he got fined, and that's how he lost. You know, his own distraction backfired. So he is getting close to the win. It's not like you know, match one, he lost in three minutes. He is you no know, taking more of a match. He's getting closer to that. I suppose Doing technically what... Maggot is winning each time by oh, yeah. unfair means. Um, he's not yep. winning clean. Um, but what's then that... I don't think Maggot is a clean wrestler anyway. So yeah. And there was that whole video things after the Frankfurt show. Norman and Tass talking about, um, you know, Norman complain about you know, how unfair, you know, cheating is going on in WXW, and you just have Tass sitting there, and he's like, "Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm really pleased you want to bring this up with me," like, like he's you know, going to catch Norman in his own act. But I do wonder what the payoff is going to be. I mean, we've, I don't think we've ever had you know, this sporting director be an active wrestler at the same time. 
So do you well, think Andy was? Uh, Andy I th- was. I think while wrestling, I think Andy gave it up when the shows came back. Did you not? Yeah. I mean, you had the tag title thing, which you know got you know sliced to pieces. But um, I think my guess, and again, I'm always way off base. I suppose you, you, the, the way you can go with it is that he's ousted by the board. Um, or he's, he's stripped. Of, he's stripped. Of, he wins the title eventually. Yeah. The board says. Sorry, you can't be an act- a sporting director and an active champion. They strip him yeah. of any throws a shit fit and you spin off to work. But at the same time, if you do that, that's you know, a, a lot of churn the sporting director thing. I don't know. Do you pay do you pay it off? Do you have him have ten matches? Or do you have him you know, lose by DQ and then you know the championship board directors inspect the lottery machine and then he's out for picture for a while? Uh, but I think the end game when he does win it is he loses it straight away because of some you know minor rule or something like that. Yeah, I think uh, all, all all the lottery ends up being maggot like six times in a row. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, I mean, yeah. no, other promotions would do umpteen rematches without the kind of storyline, so why not? Yeah, for sure. Uh, speaking of rematches, uh, rescheduled matches, Idle Blanc, Sense of Alto. Uh, they you know, got around it from Frankfurt. Uh, I think Centre had a new mask after you know, what we talked about. Um, and I think this one was like 17, 18 minutes. Um, it was very long. It um, felt, I mean, I, I liked yeah. it. There was one roast match, and I've had this complaint about Rev Pro. I mean, I'm half through one of the shows for the moment. And it's like, I get doing long matches, but you know, it does need to be point where it's like, okay, lads. Take it home early. Like I'm not saying the crowd were bored; they weren't, you know, booing or saying, "No, you no, know, you suck," stuff like that. But you know, by the end, it did feel like, you know, it could have done being maybe, you know, ten to twelve, as opposed to fifteen, seventeen minutes, that kind of thing. You, it wasn't you bad, shouldn't but... realize that the match has gone twenty minutes. No, twenty minutes. You shouldn't be sort of looking at it and going, "Christ, we've now, yeah." There's no sign of this ending. <laughs> Yeah, um, I mean, we've both been at matches recently where we, you know, next to Gadgets, like, have you have, they, have you actually started the clock? Did you forget to reset? Like, no, it's just felt that long, that, yeah. oh, God, claw your eyeballs out. This wasn't that like that, but it was starting to get a bit on the long side. But, um, I mean, one thing I yeah. would say for this, and we have seen this of Sensibalto through Karras getting a bit more aggressive. Yeah, I there's don't a bit of an edge on him, yeah. I don't know if it's heading down the heel Sensibalto route. Um, I don't know what that would look like. You know, bear in mind his gear is already black and gold. Well, I suppose, um, suppose Igla Blanc and Sense of Alto, they were kind of already designed, I think, by the design of the characters. You sort of kind of imagine that one's the light and one's the dark, really, isn't it? Um, so I don't know. It's, it's certainly it's, something. It's definitely then do you want one. another. The problem is, is that they're already fighting each other. Like, if, if they were tag teaming. And then sensor splits. Then you can then go work along the whole. Okay, we're going to do sensor vault or regular bonks or head-to-head matches. But they're kind of already fighting head-to-head, so you don't know whether. I don't know how you can long out regular blonk and sensor vault if it's much long for too long because they're already doing the match. I think this this was more you no know, sporting. You no, know, it was you no know, yeah. out now cheating. I think if you do go down that road, you wait till tag league. You know, you have them. You know, you do the 
you know, whether to, uh, maybe not the finals, but you know, probably the semis. They go I, out. I don't think Igla Blanc and Sitzelot will get to the finals. Well, I'm saying they, they get yeah. they get the semis and then that's a big blow up. That's where you go. So maybe do we you know the Brett Norn stuff, you know, almost like brothers anyway, you know, with the whole needling each other, you know, they you know we have the odd you know, have the odd slip up they recover and then you have the one slip up too far to cost them the biggest mums like you know, F you, I'm tired of this, you always hold me back and yeah. then you build into that going into twenty twenty three. But I d I don't wanna say this was a like a audition, but it definitely felt like they were trying out stuff if they wanted to go down that road and you know that's part of the beauty of these kind of things. If they decide not to go down that road, it was just a match between tag partners. You know, they didn't frame it wholly as we hate each other's guts, but at the same time, it wasn't overly nicey nice, that kind of thing. The worst, the, the, the absolute worst thing that could happen is that Sense of Alter comes out with it with a bit of an edge. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's, that's. Well, the, the worst thing is you have Sense of Otto and Aguilabonk fighting each other for a year, and it's boring. But I, th- I don't think that's likely to happen. But uh, it's, it's um, yeah, the w- worst case scenario, if they abandon it, they've just given Sense of Otto a bit of an edge. Yeah. And to be honest, I think Aguilabonk could do with that as well. So. Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, I would say he's out for two. I mean, they both came in June, the empty set stuff. Sense has obviously got a bit more... I say mainstream indie experience from better word because he did the sense of art is the star, I think, for sure. Yeah. Um, so have um, had the interval after that, so come back, it's a darker show, uh, at least in terms of being outdoors. <laughs> uh first up after the intermission, Vincent Heisenberg against Oscar. Kept this one pretty short, no dry skin around this time. And uh, this is one of those matches where you know, it knows count out finish, things like six minutes. It yeah. it's one of these matches like I get, you know, if you want to do the whole, well, Heisenberg's, you know, main roster, Oscar's just the Academy champion. Okay, throw it all out. They did six minutes count out, you know, pretty good brawl. I want to see this match again. I think they could, they, this has got legs if they painted right. No, because you've got, you know, uh, Maggots obviously with Shotgun Champ, Baby Allison's Women's Champ. Ha- uh, Heisenberg doesn't have anything to do for himself at the moment. I'm not saying yeah. make the Academy thing. I don't know they did that, and I think Heisenberg's well past the academy, you know, with the empty, you know, the stuff they did in the empty set shows. But think... make it as a, well, I'm going to embarrass you again, that kind of thing. Take, you no, know, don't have a challenge for a couple, just make it a, I want to embarrass you, and you have two big lads just, you no know, knocking lumps out of each other, like they did here. I do worry that they are putting too much on Oscar's plate at once, though, because if you think about it this way, you are. Um, Oscar potentially have the thing with Heisenberg, which I think they mm-hmm. probably will. You've got the whole thing with Dreisker, plus you've got the whole thing with Rotten Flot, which kind of hasn't really resolved itself. No, nope. you've got the whole Academy Cup thing as well. Like, kind of holding that in itself is probably you know as much a thing. So effectively, you've got you've got four storylines around a trainee. I'm not using trainee in a, a young lion. Let's say that that's not a derogatory way of putting it, but. Um, you've got four, effectively four props slash storylines on one sort of very very fresh wrestler. Yeah, um, you do worry that it's kind of going to be a one. Well, I expect probably the rotten flot thing will get forgotten, but I don't really see why it would be forgotten. I suppose Maybe everybody t- just kind of bullies Oscar, really, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, again, I don't know. Like you, you read bits about how 
know, Japan's obviously opening up again. He's made no secret he wants to go to Japan yeah, when he he's allowed. Um, yeah. And no, he, you know, he was also, I think he was in Japan at the start of the pandemic you know, with Gabe Kidd and the, you know, the other New Japan uh, young line. So, again, I think this is not going to be a case of, you know, you wake up one morning and all of a sudden Oscar's in Japan, he's vacated the Academy Cup. I think it's going to be tied up nice, but I think they've given plenty of stuff to do. So, if heaven forbid they have to, play any kind of political games they've got plenty of options yeah. right how do we write them out is it our coach gets rid of him is it you know the other big guy you know beats him into oblivion is it the tag team he's double teamed or whatever you know, so there's plenty going on also just as he hints that maybe he's overworked and it's i need to go away you know work at this and come back um yeah. i mean definitely having more irons in the fire is better than having none but at the same yeah, time exactly. it also does feel like but potentially, you know, this isn't like the Oscar show when Oscar's not around, people shouldn't be going, hey, where's Oscar? That kind of thing, like Poochie. But there's plenty, plenty of them to do, which isn't a bad thing. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, I think someone like Oscar is in a much better position than Santos was, for example. Um, Santos was the Academy champion for God knows how long, and he had the odd match on sort of the main shows, but he kind of never really went beyond that unfortunately so sorry you think santos won the academy cup just before the pandemic so yeah and kind of was dropping timing yeah and yeah that's not entirely his fault either but as i say i think it's it's better to have lots of too much going on than not enough really so moving on we have the women's title uh ava everett looking to regain the belt she won uh, she lost sorry against baby allison um yeah, obviously came out in a foul mood, you know, telling uh, Tommy, the old man, to you know, stop the music so she can just mock the crowd again. Um, wants to take the title back to America. Um, yeah, I think this one, I thought this is better than the freeway. And again, it's just more because, yeah. you know, the freeways, you always have, you know, someone disappears usually, whereas this is a straight up one-on-one match. Um, you had, you know, Ava do the whole thing like she did a carrot flicking water. It's Alison or Demon Be Gone, all that stuff, which I it didn't work then. On, yeah, I thought the one at Carrot was better. I much preferred that one to this one. Um, I think Carrot definitely had a hotter crowd, I think. Yeah. Um, which again, I think, either. again, as well with this, you've also got the whole thing of, you know, written this whole, you know, you peeled the curtain too far back. She was advertised for shows in, in America the week after. You yeah. kind of knew you this know, last one. Coming, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, in the end, she did do the whole thing of, oh, it's my final match. You know, you know she hates Baby Allison, her bald friend, and a slimy boyfriend. I think that's the translation. Not my words, blame whoever translated this. Um, but, I mean, you know, as for me, for someone who came in, I thought she'd just be, you know, you know beat for local talent, then maybe lose title matches. She did a lot more in her couple of weeks, uh, no, a couple of months rather, in Germany than I expected. And the fact that you had, you know, she was getting booed by the crowds for more than just being, oh, it's this foreign wrestler we've never heard of, let's boo. Like, you know, pretty much every crowd she was in front of, she got a good negative reaction. got a reaction, which is obviously better than no reaction. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, finish there was the uh, the Northern Lights flipped into that mute lock submission. That's uh, Baby Allison's no. thing. Um, and then we see who's next for her. Uh, Main event, Rotten Flot and Tristan Archer against Jörn Simmons and Bjorni Friends. Um, three-way, no, sorry, six-man tags, always good. This was no exception. 
you know, I think this one went over 20 minutes, so it, but it didn't feel long either. You know, we said about the sense of Alter Idol match earlier. You know, they went pretty long. You know, they did the stuff with Rotten Flot trying to bail out. Um, yeah, I think with this, you know, this is, you know, I think we said about how WXW, everything being recorded means that you don't have the quote unquote house show experience. This to me felt like a house show main event, but in a good way. It, it, it's very much a New Japan tag, I thought. Um, <laughs> and I love New Japan tags. I don't like single matches in New Japan. <laughs> I only like the, the, the stable tags. Road to insert name here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From um, whenever, yeah, whenever it's the G1, I watch like the, the prelim matches and I usually turn off for the tournament. Um, the uh, Yeah, this that was kind of the same sort of thing, really. And I kind of like that you kind of get the big stars all together and people who don't necessarily always um people who don't necessarily always uh uh interact with each other sort of interacting is always fun um but the uh it was i always like to pick the uh i always i always like to pick the person who takes the fall because you can usually tell um and uh, i think i was correct in <laughs> being charisma um but as I said, it sent everybody home happy, really, and I think it's kind of it was never going to be a um, one that's going to trouble any spreadsheets. But um, yeah, I thought it was all right this one. And again, it's one of those. You know, you've got big events coming up. You know, yeah. this kept things ticking along. It didn't. You no, know, you no, know, you, you weren't going to be selling main events. You know, ticks for main event this in you know, Frankfurt or the house. And so it was a match you could give. You could do as a on the night surprise or no, you know. The, Teddy Long, you no know, hollow hollow, you no know, main event stuff. Yeah, it was, no, it was a pretty good show. I mean, what I would say with the Wexler, we've said this for years, the, these kind of shows always are like the holding steady stuff. You're not feeling short changed if you watch and it's like, oh, there's nothing good in this. You know, it's you know, two, two and a half hours, you know, flies by. There's always something on there that makes you feel like for some, you know, it's not been, it's not a show where you think, I didn't need to watch that. There was always at least a, a nugget of something, whether it's setting up a future match, whether it's you no know, some kind of progression, or there's always something on there that's you no know, makes worth you know, tuning in for as opposed to, oh well, there's a show, there's matches. Cool, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's not a um it's not a uh, I think there's very rarely a wasted shit. There's shows that aren't necessarily vital, but there's, you tell me a promotion where every single show is vital. Um, there isn't. These, so. these days, not the moment, no. No. So, but, uh, um, got a few news bits for a wrap up and obviously upcoming shows. So, um, speaking of guys who we've seen on these shows, uh, Progress of all people announced a four way with WXB lads for a spot in Super Strong Style 16. Um, the show in Camden on May 15th by Don't Love and Name the Show off the top of my head. Uh, um, something about mountains, <laughs> no mountain high enough. For yeah, they, something like that. I think that's it. They're doing Bobby Guns, Axel Tisha, Yearn Simmons, and Maggot in a four way when it gets into June Super Strong Style 16. It's made me buy tickets, and it's made you buy a ticket. I guess we're both dirty sellouts for that. I don't uh, care. Yeah, well, I was, I, I, I've always made it clear that I would go to any promotion that booked more than two WXW people in one show. And even um, one match, though, Vagel. I mean, oh yeah, it's only in one match. But um, listen, it's fine. I've, I've made I've made peace with it, I, knowing what I know about the whole network deal now, and the fact that kind of WWE has no interest in Europe in general now. I'm kind of not that bothered anymore. 
I mean, one thing I did note uh, to Wix retweeted yesterday, uh, Carrot isn't going on the network, I noticed. They're doing well, the not whole... immediately, no. Um, well, I mean, it's how... exclusive to the now, so I don't know if that's just for now. But... I don't know how you can do it. I don't know how you can put that on the network. If, they, if they've already drawn a line with the whole, with progress not allowing Gresham... Well, sorry, they're not it's putting the RH title not allowed to yeah. put on a... Because they, uh, they didn't put the title change on against Coronel, but the first match defending where he didn't have a ring of honor belt is on the network, so I'm guessing it's okay. a belt. But again, I've not, I'll need, I've not, I didn't pay attention to the English commentary, but if they bang on about, he's Jonathan Gresham, ring of honor champion, I'd guess that might be, you know, kind of a dodgy line, but again, but yeah, I, I think, um, now it's, you know, where should be watching this stuff? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the only way to watch it. Um, yeah, I mean, kind of knowing that WWE kind of has just no interest at all in Europe at all, kind of, yeah, I'm probably making excuses for myself, really, or talking myself into it. But, yeah, I'm going. So if you're coming to that show, then I'll see you there. Yep. <laughs> um, well, we'll say it's like, obviously, we, uh, the new Freemates one column, that they were Carrot, helping them in the same hotel I was in. Um those four guys, do you think they've picked on crowd reactions? Well, it's the way you should Mag- pick them, to be honest. Mag was, you know, was a big star. I mean, none of the Hungarian lads are there. Um, but again, no, I, no, if it's just me spitballing, no, obviously, you know, Yearn no, get, always gets the big well, reaction. For what it's Bobby worth, Gunn. though, Yearn, I think Yearn and Bobby Guns have been fabled workers in the sense that anybody who's gone to WXW in Germany has usually come back and said, oh yeah, Jörn and Bobby Guns are great, they should be booked in Britain yeah. more often. Um, Jörn's already got a bit of, I think he's got a bit of credit anyway from that, from his previous run. Tisha obviously I think speaks for itself really. I think Maggot's been unproven in Britain, which... Yeah, they, and I no. think, but then the people who would have watched Carrot, everybody came out and said, Maggot, Maggot's the one. So I think... Yeah. Um, I think it's a smart booking decision. I don't really know how well it's going to play because I, I say I don't, I don't hang, I don't do progress. I've not, I've not watched progress since um, Wembley. Um, yeah, I've not even even seen a progress match since Wembley. So, with that in mind, um, I don't know how people will react to that sort of thing. But I don't, you know, I'm just, I'm just going there to watch them really. Yeah. I mean, the good thing is they use the same music library as WXW, so you can get <laughs> Maggot's uh, you know, country western theme, which, if that doesn't get over, I'm losing all faith in Britress. I'm just putting that out there. Yeah, but, um, well, I'd, I'd like to think that them being over means they're over a bit more often, but we'll see. Yeah. Well, at least one would be in Super Strong Style Weekend, but we'll have to see yeah. who. But um, as far as WXW, what's coming up next for them? Uh, mentioned earlier, they're in by her the sports centered aspect. Uh, that's next weekend, April 30th. Uh, it's for uh, Slam and Denmai. They're doing that show again. Um, announced so far, Yearn is defending the Unified World Wrestling title against Tristan Archer. We've got uh, Axel Tissue against Idol Blanc. Uh, Only Friends against Rotten Flot. Levaniel against Heisenberg. And Sensor Volto against Fast Time Moodle. I mean, obviously, the big match on that is the uh, world title rematch. Um, yeah. Yeah. That is looking to be a pretty stacked show. And It'll I, be a stacked show, although I'm not expecting any massive surprises. I've, 
and again, I don't, I know they're taping NXT UK now, and this is again the whole maybe think a bit too deeply. If Tristan's on NXT UK or is involved, I could see maybe that's completely out of the picture. Um, yeah, so I was saying if uh, Tristan Archer does pop NXT UK, I could see maybe that's him out of the picture, but. Again, I do think if it comes down to that, you know, they, you know, they still have Axel Tisha, we're going to do the Tisha rematch because he never got his one on one rematch for belt yet. Um, yeah, yeah, and I think they've, they've kind of, I think they have said that Tisha is sort of the number one contender anyway, haven't they? Uh, um, the Rambod way, yeah, I mean, there's yeah. one uh, end of, in just about a month's time, which is a pretty obvious one for the rematch. Uh, we'll not just well, gonna go more next because uh, uh, Vi is the only show which has got much of a card of any card so far. After that, in May, we've got uh, the event hall airport and over traveling. I think they've just done the day before progress, day before progress. So it's right interestingly, next to the airport. Interestingly, Maga and Tisha are both advertised as well as the Agar to Hungary and Allison. So, one thing that does say is that there's no. Well, Tisha and Maggot aren't going to be working in Britain the day before. Um, not that I expect they would have been anyway, but no, uh, um, it just puts any speculation of oh, Maggot could turn up at I don't know, good wrestling or something. It's it's not likely to be happening. <laughs> I would I would be stunned if they booked Maggot. I mean, hey, they they got um, Andre Carty and Dirty Dragon Mask one time, which was a bit for yeah. right. Um, yeah. So May 14th in Orba Traveling, then we have the double header in uh, Saxony. May 28th, we Stromberg and Dresden for True Colors. May 29th, yeah. Hellraiser in Leipzig for another reel of wrestling. Um, just going a little bit further ahead. Uh, so we've got uh, Dead End in the Grunspan in Hamburg. I think we said that's half sold out. That's in July. But first, for the Market Hall in Hamburg on June 3rd. Um, Which is the Bank Holiday. Um... Her Majesty's Bank Holiday. Yep. In so it's oh. looking likely that I'm probably going to be. <laughs> and I've just joined some dots in. I hope this isn't a spoiler. Yeah. Um, so June 3rd is 2100 days since Bobby Guns lost in Hamburg. But Bobby yeah. Guns is not on any of the advertising. That Super Strong Style 16 weekend. Garno oh. Shrug, maybe, but we'll find out yeah. in a few weeks. Uh, and going a little bit further ahead into June, we touched on this earlier. Um, Saturday 11th and Sunday the 12th of June, they've got the double head of the Turbine Hall. Broken Rules on the Saturday, Wheel of Wrestling taping on the Sunday. So far, you've got Jonathan Gresham, and I think they're doing a poll. No, do they have uh, Gresham in Hamburg on June the 3rd, or do they have his title shot in Oberhausen? For what uh, it's worth, just looking at the advertising for the Hamburg show, they don't have Tisha, Simmons, or Maggot on there either, so I don't necessarily think it's saying anything particularly. They're keeping it smart, but they're not telegraphing a single thing. <laughs> yeah. Why should so, you? Yeah, no, that's that's because they think about things like that. Uh, but yeah, so for the um, Oberhausen weekend in June, we've got Gresham, Robert Dreisker, Lavaniel, Axel Tischer from Smashing Canada. You've got Sebastian Suave and Psycho Mike back. And as you mentioned, uh, Masha Slamovich from Impact, which, I mean, I remember when those shows were first announced, uh, 2020, you know, back when it was very hopeful, it just going to be over in a matter of weeks. Those were originally all seated tapings. We're now selling standing tickets of these, which is the first yeah. all, uh, somewhat standing show uh, since the pandemic started. So 
they've got a pretty decent line because no matches because you know we're two months out from it but um pretty decent roster for that already yeah um and to say that they're, they're, they're well gresham gresham's obviously quite a big draw to the show anyway in the same way that um you know say Sabre sort of doing Hamburg a few years back as well was a bit of a big draw for me going over. So, um, yeah, it's a good mix. I think I, li- I like Sebastian Suave. Um, Psycho Mike I like as well. And the, I think um, Samovic as well is a big a big name, I suppose. She is a big name. I think she's a big name if you know who she is. If you don't know her, then you'll find out. Retreat. I think that's... That's always a good. That's always a good thing. The people that the people that know will hold the hand. I think of people who don't. So um, yeah, I think it's a good. It's a good sort of initial lineup. But then you can, as always, there's always there's all these things that come in t- in time because they can't really much when you run such a compact schedule. You can't really telegraph things three months away. No, but again, Unless it's you can... a one-off sort of big match, you can't really telegraph it. Yeah, we don't even know who the champion's going to be at that point, really, do we? True, and uh, no. And again, you know, we've had stuff like this before where someone's got an engine and thrown everything out, but you know, yeah. in fact, we've got some pretty big names in here, you know, hopefully we take some start moving, but, um, you know, we're going to be talking a lot more about that weekend as we get close to June, but uh, next show on WXW now is that Slam in Mai, that's coming up uh, Tuesday, May 3rd, if you want to listen in German. Uh, next day, Wednesday, May 4th, if you want to listen in English. And I'm guessing as well, just looking from roles, the over-traveling stuff that'll probably be following week. And I guess yeah. the True Colors and the Wheel of Wrestling from Leipzig be going into June. But yeah, plenty to look forward to. And um, my guess, yeah, anything else you're looking forward to? Anything you want to plug as we wrap it up? Uh, nothing initially. No. Um, well, it's as always. Um, you can catch me elsewhere. You can catch me on Twitter. I'm Mike Kilby on everything, basically. So if you want to stalk me on everything, just do Mike Kilby. Um, the only thing I do outside of this really is um, I do the Groundhopper's Guide, which is a football stadium podcast with Arnold Furious. Um, that's on YouTube. So if you just type in the, the Groundhopper's Guide, you'll be able to find that. Um, but yeah, apart from that, no, not really. I think not anything really else to plug. Yeah. Of course, you know, when we get these you? shows out, uh, backbudgetdrop.com, forwardmenu.com, direct reviews pop up on there. Uh, I'll be spending the next few weeks uh, biting what nails I have left to see if Sunderland make into the playoffs or whether it's going to be yet another season in League One, but probably I'm the latter. I'm confident of looting in the playoffs, so it's fine at this point. So, uh, Well, do we play you or do we play Derby next season? <laughs> I hope neither. <laughs> Likewise. <laughs> Very nice. Anyhow, thanks very much, Mike. Uh, say we'll be back uh, probably some point in early May after the virus show drops. To say catch yeah. us on Twitter, Instagram, all the good stuffs in the podcast notes, and we'll see you in a few weeks' time. See Cheers. you later.